0: Hi all, thanks very, very much for tuning in to this Parenting in the Pew seminar. Um, We're going to work through this uh, seminar in a few sections. We're going to start by thinking about the way that things are and sort of the state of play for the next couple of months. Uh, We're then going to think about some of the challenges, uh, then some of the opportunities, the great opportunity that we have in the coming months all gathering together, and then we'll think about some resources that are available and some top tips. Uh, This um, has been made available as an audio file. We hope that that way it's gonna make it really easy to engage with. Either you can listen to it uh, on your own while you're out on a run, or um, you could listen to it with a friend or um, your spouse. So the state of play. Between this coming Sunday, the 26th of July, and the 6th of September, um, we will be gathering together physically, which is brilliant news, but there will be no children's groups. And that means that we're all going to be together for the whole service. Um, There are specific guidelines that say we are not allowed to run a, a creche um, for preschoolers at the moment. Um, we hope that this will be one of the first pieces of guidance that is changed. Um, regularly the diocese's guidelines, um, that is the Church of England guidelines to us, um, keep saying we're not able to run a creche yet, um, and they emphasise the yet, which I, I hope means we should have an opportunity to have creches soon. Uh, we we don't really want this to be the uh, what we do forever, and we're hoping that by September we'd be able to start um, Sunday school groups again. But I, I am concerned that we won't be able to as well. I've just spoken this week to a, a deputy head of a local secondary school, and the efforts that they're going to in terms of planning for September to keep children separate in bubbles are. Just pretty extraordinary. So every year group is being kept together um, pretty exclusively. So each year group has its own start time, break time, lunch time and departure time from school. The school are not running any cross-year group extracurricular activities. In fact, they're basically shutting down extracurricular activities. And so it seems to me that if those are the rules that we that schools are going to be adhering to uh, from September, I find it hard to think that non-school groups, which are going to take kids, teenagers, children from not just different year groups, but different schools will be able to throw them all together. Uh, currently the, go- uh, the guidance for lots of these schools is that if, if any two children in a year group get it, then you have to send the whole the whole year group home and potentially shut the whole school Um, so September looks difficult so we've got a challenge uh, we've got a challenge before us but it is a great opportunity uh, we're going to be all in together in these services and in these services one of the other pieces of guidelines that guidance that you'll have heard is that we're not allowed to sing which means that we'll be saying more words together we'll be speaking the psalms to each other we'll be saying historical liturgy together and uh, we'll be trying to get some active activity um, into the service by standing and sitting the talks in the morning service will be uh, shorter and there might be some music to reflect on now if you're anything like me and you're thinking about having kids in the service there will be all sorts of questions running through your mind. how what if they kick off what will we do Uh, how will they be able to sit through a talk can they really concentrate for that long and then all sorts of details are we allowed to eat in the service is there this is there that what where can we go well hopefully all of those questions will be answered um, as we go through Uh, it's time for a chance to pause to stop and to think about uh, some of the questions that we might have about these services going forwards can I encourage you just at the moment I'm sure you will have said lots of different things but can I encourage you just to say some of those things to me I imagine they're going to be the things that I've thought but can you just say some of the things that we're um, concerned about
1: I I had an idea not a concern a a thought Uh, with the singing could we um, could we do sign language or makaton like uh, Louise Ellison does She's not there, um, but just uh, you know how we can do actions with the songs to engage the little ones.
0: Uh, we could do. We are yet to have a signer leader, but maybe there's no. Yes, we could do. Louise, <laughs> she's currently uh, putting her in bed, but I will float with her.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think one of the concerns we raised was just. Uh, you know, a 45-minute sermon, or 45—not sermon, a 45-minute uh, service—seems um, like a long time to try and you know, keep Isla relatively peaceful and you know, not, not demolishing things. Um, so I think that was a concern.
3: I also think, in the same regard, it's going to be hard for the kids, especially when on a Sunday they're all social. So I know, for example. Isla loves to run over and say hello to so-and-so. I mean, she's often not really sitting with us. She goes and sits with other families, <laughs> you know, which is great, but it's, it's. I think that's going to be a hard concept for her to get her head around.
4: Yeah. Yeah. We were talking a bit about the fact that she's back, currently back at school, nursery, whatever, social distancing has gone out of the window, so they don't they less and less. Where, where Emily understood it, she's understanding it less and less as time goes on. So it's going to become harder. Yeah. Um, and yes, if it's if it's forty-five minutes, it's difficult for them to keep Isla occupied. Imagine it's like going to feel like an hour and a half to us.
5: And one thing that came up, uh, Nick, was uh, food. Like, I mean, are we going to snack our way through? Well, not us, but the children snack our way through <laughs> 40 minutes. Of, so I mean. I, I reckon my two could, I'd have to turn up at the buffet, to be honest, to keep my two going for 40 minutes. I mean, however good the preaching is, but I think there's an element as well, isn't there, that um, when we're at home, um, you, you know, the kids can get down or go and get something and come back. Um, I don't want to sound controversial, but what are the advantages of us going to Christchurch Bromley as a family in the morning? Um, like we kind of go in and then go out can't really interact with people too much um, I don't want to sound too bar humbug about church by any stretch but it's not church as we remember it is it or, or what we used to it's
0: a great question Adam now may I uh, refer you to a sermon from Sunday evening where the second point was why should we meet physically Mm-hmm. um yeah but sorry that, that i'll talk about that in a moment because i think that is that that is a massive question but if you want a 30 minute answer rather than a 10 minute answer which you may not want to be honest then um uh sunday evening sermon um is talking about church and then the related issue of why bother meeting physically
5: who's preaching on sunday evening it was me oh okay yeah okay that's
3: i have a question about that
0: (laughs) sorry Karen.
3: is sunday morning service supposed to be the same as sunday evening service because i got very confused on sunday
0: uh it is meant to be but
3: okay that's fine i just need to know if we need to split our lives
0: no just on on uh the preacher was changed at the last minute I chose to preach on one, something I knew, and two, something that I thought would be useful for the moment.
3: No, fair play. I just got confused.
0: Okay, Um, let's. There are other questions like, uh, yeah, are we going to be locked in the room? And uh, what, uh, if if my kid can't sit through a prayer, then how are they going to be able to sit through this? And can we have food? And um, what if my child has a tantrum? What do I do? All of these things are, are, I imagine, going through our heads because they've gone through mine. Um, And the question that we're sort of left with once you think about all of the challenges is, is why bother? Um, Is why come to church together when we could stay at home? Um, Why not just not do church together until September when we can run children's groups? And essentially, my answer is I think that this... I actually think that gathering together provides us with an opportunity that we wouldn't normally have. Not just us, but will provide our children with an opportunity that they would not normally have. And so we were made to worship. God's people, the whole of creation was made to glorify God. Uh, we're made as worshippers, as individuals and as a collective. We were created to worship. We have been redeemed to worship. We will be resurrected to worship the Lord Jesus for all of eternity. From Eden through Mount Sinai, via tabernacle, temple, synagogue, house church, God's people have always gathered To worship and so much so that you might you might want to define church one way to define church would be to say God's worshiping people and so so what happens on a Sunday um, isn't what we can often fall into thinking about it as it's not simply an opportunity for information transfer by sermon or a chance to uh, have a relax and chill out and sort of some reflective time or a chance to catch up with friends. It is primarily the gathering of God's people to worship him. And it's it's not just that, it's more than that as well. Uh, In Ephesians, we see in chapter three that the church is God's masterpiece to display his wisdom and glory to the whole of creation. God has planned to create a church, a diverse group of people, different ethnically, economically, educationally, politically, different in every sort of way, to draw them together into a new humanity, to so have made people that were hostile to each other and hostile to him a new humanity that are at peace with each other and at peace with him through the blood of Jesus. So the church is how God is displaying the efficacy of the gospel. So when you go into Christchurch and you see uh, English people and Nigerian people and Indian people and Chinese people and builders next to bankers, next to professors, it is an extraordinary thing. As we gather, we display God's wisdom and glory. And not just to people, certainly to people. When the non-Christian walks up and walks into that room and goes, How, what is it that's brought these people together? The only answer is the gospel but also to the whole of the watching heavens the angels glorify God because of the church so as we gather we are simply by gathering we are displaying God's glory and wisdom Uh, the second thing is that the church as the church The church is the main way, the primary way, that now God chooses to pour out his blessings upon his people. So again, if you were to look in in Ephesians, you find that Jesus has been resurrected. And what does he do? He gives the gifts, the spoils of his resurrection to the church with all sorts of different sorts of people that are sent to serve the church. Um, Or if you were to look at Mark chapter 10, and Peter says, how hard is this? We've given up everything to follow you. And Jesus says, yes, but anyone that's given up everything to follow me for my sake and the sake of the gospel will receive mothers and brothers and sisters and fields, as well as persecutions. How, is all, how are all of these blessings administered to God's people? Primarily, it comes through the church. Um, as we belong. And those things are all corporately expressed. And we are a corporate body. We are a gathered people as we gather Sunday by Sunday. It's where God's ordinary means of growing Christians happen. So whether that's preaching, praying, uh, the sacraments. And yes, just brothers and sisters encouraging one another. And so... So that's the picture of what church is, but why should, and so I I think that starts to answer the question of what do we gain by gathering? Well, to start with, we are actually entering, we're, we're taking our place in the masterpiece of God. We are displaying his wisdom and glory to the watching world, and we are encouraging one another. On Sunday evening as I stood at the front of church and was preaching I saw two now adults that have gone through uh, the youth work at Christchurch and both of them I was convinced were not believers absolutely convinced and yet there they were first Sunday back listening delighting to be there and it was the biggest encouragement because I could see what the, what the word of the Lord had done in their lives. So why do we gather together to display God's glory, to praise him, to receive encouragement from just seeing one another and to receive God's blessings in the ordinary, normal ways that he chooses to bless us? Uh, it's certainly harder. Why particularly am I do so I think this is such a good idea for our kids? Um, well, it's because so many, so the, the statistics for us out of America are that about 80% of children growing up in evangelical churches leave, drift away. It's, it's less in the UK, it's not a lot less. And there's a bunch of questions to ask around why that is. There are a few bits of research, so one shows that if you go to a bigger church and you've spent all of your time in age-segregated um, Sunday school programs, that is, you are, there are more kids that walk away from the faith, percentage-wise, in that context than if they're in smaller churches where they're all mixed up together. Now, is that because of those groups? I doubt it. I think it's probably because in the smaller churches, you have more intergenerational relationships. There's a piece of research that's been around for about four years called Sticky Faith. And one of the big things that they hold up as being great reason, a great, um, one of the great corollaries with kids that stick is having five relationships with adults in the church, five different adults. Uh, one of the other things that they talk about is feeling like they belong. So there are just some subtle things that happen with Sunday school, right? We send our kids out really regularly over the road, which there's lots of good that happens over there, but it can feel like, where do I belong on Sunday? Well, yeah, at Christchurch, but in the youth work or in the kids work rather than here, which is for the adults. And, and we want to help kids learn to feel like they belong there. And, and largely we learn to belong somewhere before we're quite ready to be there. And I think that that is normal. I've said this lots of times, speak about my dad taking me to Old Trafford. There was so much I didn't understand, but by going, I learned to love going and I learned to ask questions. I asked questions about all sorts of things that were going on and that, Taught, that's how I learned what was going on and how to belong there and the words for the songs and everything um, And so what our hope, what the opportunity is for us over this next two months and potentially longer, is to teach our children, the children that God has blessed us with us with, to love gathering with all God's people to worship him because that is what they were made for. That is what they've been redeemed for. It's what they'll be resurrected for. It's, it's how God is going to use them throughout the rest of their lives to display his glory and wisdom. And it's, our prayer is that it will teach them to belong. They'll learn slowly, not quickly, they'll learn how to pray. They'll learn how to listen. They'll hear words that they've not heard before and they'll lean over and say, why do we do that or why, what does that mean? And we'll have a chance to teach them and grow them. Uh, if we stay at home, there'll be lots that's easier, I think. And that's undoubted. And, and there'll be things that are good that you won't be able to do. You'll be able to sing together as a family, which I imagine is glorious. And but but we, we will miss a chance to teach them early how to belong. And that is something that could have eternal blessings on their lives. So that means that the goals that we have on a Sunday for kids are not and not even close to being that they will have perfect behaviour and they will sit silently. That is not the goal on Sunday, by Sunday, over the next two months, or maybe longer. The goal is to help them engage with the people of God as the people of God worship God. And so if that, if that means that, the win for a uh, eighteen-month-old is that they sit through the Lord's Prayer and snap through half the sermon and have to leave for a break that lasts the rest of the service. Then that's amazing. And as they, as we grow and make progress, they will learn to belong to the body of God, uh, to, to God's people. I think that's uh, that's everything in terms of vision and uh, kind of goals. I'm going to send you into breakout rooms again to talk about what you think, although that, that might just mean you say everywhere that I was wrong. Try and think positively about it. Let me send you again. Okay, okay. I wonder if people wanted to... The next couple of things to do are going to be talk through sort of the details of what's what the services are going to be like, so uh yeah details of the service uh different spaces in the church and how to use them uh, resources that are going to be made available to kids um and then the last bit is kind of a list of top tips that i've gleaned out of a bunch of books and talking to people and stuff um do people think it'd be good just to dive straight into that or would they like to just kind of respond ask questions about what we've just heard feel free
1: if you'd like to. Me and Ad were just saying to each other that we're just really looking forward to the chaos, and we just think it's gonna be fun. And
6: I think, yeah, the more chaos, the more fun it will be. I think embrace the chaos. I think, it'll be, I think it'll be lovely, and I don't care if it's noisy, and I, yeah, and you have to get up loads of times. Doesn't bother me. I just, I think it'd be great. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm, all, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, you know, I've said it before that, and I'm going to say it loads more times. The sound of kids in various stages is the sound of God growing his church. Mm. Like that is, that is the noise that it makes. Um, The sound of silence is not healthy in a church.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, One of the things that we were thinking about was uh, just the change in mindset. For for parents, Uh, I think, you know, historically, we kind of viewed the the Sunday morning gathering as the main place where we got fed. Um, And just on the back of what you were saying, Nick, I think that means that, you know, we'll at least have to change our perspective and realize that, well, this is really for Isla and the family, you know. Uh, If we get fed from it, great. uh, But that's not the primary focus. I think that means that we're just going to have to, you know... I think we're going to be looking at the evening service uh, and trying to dig into that. And really the way that's been going is, you know, it's set up for it, as in the morning is light touch, let's put it that way, and, you know, the evening tends to be more, you know, more thorough. There's more depth to it. So I think that's the way we're going to have to start looking at it.
0: Yeah, I'd like to hope that we can still properly feed people i'm not sorry ken you're not saying that we're not i'd like to hope that we can still feed people in the morning that we can teach people something deep about god's truth and apply it to us but you're you're right the nature of the service is going to be a bit different so we are probably going to need to think about trying to trying to feed again from the evening service whether that's one of us coming or or listening to it um I'm just going to turn turn the plug on otherwise my computer's going to turn yeah.
4: up <laughs> I think Nick it's um possibly not that you're not trying to feed us but there will be occasions where we can't be because we can't pay attention to what's going on
3: or we're not yeah. actually physically there because we've taken a child out or whatever so and that's basically
0: that's, that's what wrong. I meant because if the aim is if the aim of gathering together is to worship God then as you disciple your children, by disciplining them or helping them to listen, you are worshiping God absolutely in that moment. You're doing exactly what God would have you do in that moment. You are bringing order out of chaos. You are growing uh, a new Christian and you're teaching them what it looks like to love and serve the Lord. So while it's a different sort of thing, than singing or listening. It is every bit as much worship. It's every, it must be what worship would have looked like at Mount Sinai. It must be what worship would have looked like when Nehemiah gathered all the people, including the kids. It would have had that going on in it. Um, yeah. So, I, so that's absolutely right, that it's gonna be different. But it is gonna be no less worship.
5: Uh, Nick, just really quickly, um, at least uh, two families aren't going to be around this Sunday. Uh, at least um, we're obviously at different stages, so some people are going to go back, some aren't for whatever reason. Um, but I think it'd be quite useful. I don't want to create any more work for anybody, but I think it'd be quite useful to find out how it went um, over, you know, this Sunday, you know, and the following Sunday. Just how people have found it, because I mean, I think we're missing two. Uh, Sundays and uh, we won't have a clue how things have gone I didn't know if that might be a possibility
0: yeah uh, let's think about how to do that well Um, there'll be loads of things that we learn and there'll be things that we've got wrong because we may have to go to if more than 130 people turn up on that first Sunday and we've got some overflow space but that means we'll need to go to running two services, for example, um, in the morning, which will change, which will change things a bit. Um, so there, there will there will be change through these next few months. And anything that you can say that will help us improve, just please feel free to say it. Like I yeah, we're here to serve literally my job is to serve you. So if you've got stuff to do, then stuff to say is so. Uh, Let's go and think about some of the detail of the the services coming up. Um, So the way that the service is going to work on Sunday is going to be, there'll be a welcome and then a confession for us to say. We'll then stand up to say some words from a psalm, Psalm 95. Then there'll be the reading. The talk will be broken into two parts. I've been told that the first part of the talk is only four minutes and the second part of the talk is only 10 minutes. So they will be shorter than they have been in the morning. The talk will be split with with a song that's related to the talk. Did I say that? The talk will be split with a song that's related to the talk um, for us to kind of follow along with. Then there'll be the Lord's Prayer. Then we'll be led in prayer corporately. And then we'll say the grace to one another. And I reckon that is between 40 and 45 minutes. As a service, um, so that's kind of what it will look like. in There'll be kind of drag at each end, so as you're seated and as we leave, that'll just that will just take some time. Um, we're managing that as best we can. I don't know if there are particular things that that means for parents. Um, we'll try and I don't know. I don't know what that means for parents, but that might be a a point where things are more disorganized and so easier to lose a kid. But embrace the curse. Don't actually lose them. Um, They'll still be with church family. Um, I think there are are two schools of thought on on seating. As a parent, I I believe in them both sort of. If you sit at the front, I think kids basically listen better because they're closer to the action And it helps them kind of just be with it. If you sit at the back, it's easier to escape. And there are sort of benefits to that, or felt benefits to that. Um, I reckon if we're trying to engage kids in the worship of God, then sitting at the front probably lends itself better. I'm not saying what to do, but I think if we're nervous about sitting at the front because we're going to make noise or the kids, turn around and hit someone or something we're in we're in the realm of somewhat chaos so just go for it and i actually think being at the front will help help that happen less rather than more um, sp- uh, the spaces so obviously the service is happening in the in the church auditorium where we'd expect um, the church center this week is being set up as an overflow so in case we get an extra bumper group of people coming back Um, so that's not going to be particularly if people are in there that won't be particularly easy to use as families but if there aren't in there then that's free space to use the creche room we're not allowed to run a creche but we're going to use the creche room as kind of a break room for preschoolers and so i'm kind of imagining with jos that if we've kind of got through that first bit we've got to the reading We've managed to get out a snack, and that's kind of got him through the first part of the talk. We've got to the song and we think he's actually about to go run away or something, and we think we need a break. That's where we're gonna go. We'll say, let's do 10 minutes in there. It's not gonna be a fun room. There's not gonna be any toys in there. It's not meant to be a fun room because if it becomes the fun playroom, then no one's gonna want to be a church because there's a fun playroom with trampolines in it. So that's not going to be a fun room, but the service will be on, on the TV in there. Um, So that's a room to use as a break room for preschoolers. And as much as we can use it for that as possible, um, that will be good. Apart from anything else, it's not that big a room. So in terms of social distancing, if we say all parents and all children can use it, that will will be a mosh pit, not a break room. the other space I think to use is the foyer, the vestibule, the entrance hall, whatever word we like to use for that. And, and I think that's kind of probably for older kids. And I'm in, I imagine the way to use that is if you've got to a similar situation with an older kid and you can see they're beginning to lose the will to concentrate, to, to, to take them out for a break for just a minute or so and to give them all the encouragement in the world and you've done such a brilliant job so far. Do you remember when um, that first bit that we heard about there being no condemnation? Isn't it wonderful what Jesus has done for us? I'm so proud of you that, you, that you've done this. Let's go back in and we've got 10 more minutes of a talk. Can, do you reckon you can listen to 10 more minutes and you can tell me what the big thing you learned is? And I imagine, not for everyone, but for lots of guys and girls, kids, I think was the word I was meant to reach for, um, I think that would be enough to kind of give them a a stop, a change and a back in to go again. Now, if your kid's kicking off and having a tantrum, because all kids have tantrums, that might also be the place to take them to, to be able to tell them off in whatever way you do that as parents, Um, rather than going into the break room, because if that's, yeah, I think. So that's trying to help us use the space well. And then the next thing is about resources. Um, For you guys, two things. Um, The first thing is, if you want a book to read, I've plugged this book a lot. Um, I think it's a great book. It's called Let the Children Worship. Um, It's only 90 pages long with an appendix, and the appendix is just people that have done this and are just telling us, things that they've done that are useful. I've written up a short Teach Them Diligently, which lots of you will be used to from climbers and explorers, which is basically, and that's just all about ways in which we can, why we'd engage with bringing our kids in. And this will be sent to you, uh, actually this will be hosted on the website. Um, But please take a read of it. It's got some top tips on the back. There are lots of similar stuff that we've had in this session. But um, yeah, those are for you. And if you use it electronically, there are a couple of links in there that you can click to. You can hear why John Piper thinks this is a good idea and stuff like that. If you're fed up with having Anglicans or Presbyterians say it's a good idea, there's a Baptist telling us it's a good idea too. Um, okay, for kids. Uh, there's no one in secondary school here, don't need to talk about that. Explorers and climbers, um, they're being built two separate sermon support sheets. So just age-specific things that are gonna help them engage with the service. So for the climbers, they might be less competent readers, so there'll be more kind of uh, moving letters around, that sort of thing, whereas with explorers, it will be slightly more advanced. Um, feel free to use whichever one suits your kids best. Don't feel that you have to use the one that says their age group on it. Um, there'll be a preschool um, coloring sheet as well um, to be taken in each week. Oh, for the Climbers and Explorers we're also producing a service sheet so that you guys can print off beforehand the service sheet which will have all the words on it so that either you can look at it at home beforehand or so that in the service as we're saying the confession you can have your arm round have it in front of them and just help them to read along and follow what's going on. Lots of people have said that children find it much easier to look at a piece of paper or a book in front of them than to follow along on the screen. Um, I definitely would have found that as a kid, but I think that's true of lots and lots of kids in general. So all of that will be hosted on the web on the Christchurch Bromley website. Um, and so you, you can print that off each week.
4: Nick, are yeah. those not available to pick up in the church? Do we have to be organized enough to print at home?
0: So Um if so it's not entirely impossible to be able to print it, but it is it's basically a bit of a faff in terms of we we would have to print it you have to print it early. I mean the rules are a little bit annoying, but we kinda have to print it early and then leave it.
3: Right, I
0: see. Even though I
3: just wondered I just
0: printed it, so it like that has been left. I'm not quite sure. But that's where we've come into, at the moment, that's where we've come into difficulties with it in terms mm-hmm. of printing is because because Got of it. guidelines. We may change, that may change. Um, also picking it up, anyway. At the that's moment, fine. we're asking you to print it. If that becomes too difficult, uh, then tell us. And it's just, we'll I just wanted to
4: know, so yeah. that's fine. That answered my
3: question, so it's fine.
0: Sorry.
1: Sorry, and And then are we, are we bringing our own pens and pencils and all that jazz?
0: Yes. Please.
3: Are there going to be Bibles available? No, obviously not.
0: Just bring your own Bible, B-Y-O-B.
3: Also, just going back to the point of seating, where you say we should sit in the front, aren't the wardens or stewards doing this actual seating? Aren't we being told where to sit?
0: Uh, yes, but I reckon if you turned up and said, "Is it possible to sit near the front?" they would, they would help with that. And the the larger groups tend to be at the front, um, and that's partly for a, for risk assessment. Like that means there end up being less journeys to the front, which means people will pass each other less. Nick, just really quickly, Best one
1: journey. thing that James and I had thought about seating was that we find that with Lucy she tends to behave not so well if she is in like if she can see her little mates because then she's desperate to get out of her seat and run around with them so we were hopeful that we might be able to sit away
0: from her friends. Well you you guys are parents, you know your kids, you are the best people to disciple and make these decisions for your kids, you know all of your children Infinitely better than I know them. So if you think the best thing for us to do is to sit that right hand side because it will keep us away in this, that, or the other, do it. Um, parents are absolutely primary.
4: Nick, yes. just again on, on seating, from what I can see from the videos, it looks like there's not a huge number of kind of sets of four, for example. Is there an expectation that children up to a sort of certain age? it's not going to be a cut-off, but up to a certain age will be sat on parents' laps because I couldn't see very many sets of four, for example, in the downstairs. Um,
0: It's a good question. Emma's kind of on the cusp. Yeah, it's a good question. Do you think Emma... uh... She's just an example, is she? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, It's a good question. There aren't loads. For example, there isn't a five and there are some families of five and Mm we need to make a five or a few. um, And they... Yeah, so there is going to be a bit of, yeah, um, four people on three seats. Fair enough. to be done. Yeah, and and if you, but but Tanners, if you want four because you think <laughs> Emma's going to sit better and actually be like, I'm a big girl, I have my own seat, then ask for four seats. Mm. Don't don't settle. Don't you don't need to settle for three. Ask for four. No, fair enough. I mean,
4: she'd probably change her mind halfway through the service. Oh, or change okay. her mind at least three times in the first five minutes. But yeah, no, fair enough. That's helpful. That's also okay.
6: I help answer about seats. I
0: just caught the. Uh, end Adam, you probably can help answer about seats. I was when when people started asking about seats, I looked for you. You
1: didn't hear the question. Didn't I didn't hear,
0: hear it. it. My, I I in my own
6: bed. Uh, I think it was about the size of groups of seats and stuff. Yeah. So basically, uh, don't worry too much. Because the seats, like they're not kind of fixed in groups, so like you could just take one from the next group and move it along to change the size of the seats. The stewards will know that. But, you know, That's if, if we run out of fours, then we'll put two twos together. You'll be all right.
4: Okay. I suspect unless my kids have completely changed, that they're going to want to be front and center again. And uh, I think there's only two seats front and center. So, <laughs> but they may have changed. Maybe we'll be sitting at the back. I can always hope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we can make it work. Okay, Um, any, I'm about to run through a list of top tips. You can decide if they're top or not later, but if anyone wants to say anything now, other questions, other just comments, please do feel free to make them.
4: I actually emailed Adam earlier. Um, When I got the email about tonight and it said, oh, you'll be on camera. I was like, what? and I know it was like, oh, you can potentially avoid it by being under the balcony. But, like, for us, that's a bit of an issue. Like, it made me almost go, well, so do we not come back? Um, so how much say will we have on where we sit and how can I avoid my child appearing
6: on YouTube? <laughs> I think, yeah, again, just talk to the stewards, if you know, if they're showing you to some way on sit and then just ask them, you know, it's not, we're not um, too militant about it. Um, In terms of being on camera, like, I think it'll be good to show people that there are other people there, Um, so I'll try and get some more wide shots in. I'm not going to be panning wildly around the room to get everything in, and the camera really, like, it'll only, it'll only see the middle bit of church, which is right at the front, and it'll probably capture a lot of the backs of people's heads, so... No, that will only be like, you know, when people are kind of sat facing the front, like, I oh, won't have it on too much before and after. So hopefully, you know, no one's going to be plastered all over YouTube.
0: If we wanted yeah. to be 100% absolutely yeah. there, no, 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 no. there are seats you can ask for as you go in, right?
6: Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you're to the side or under the balcony, then you're not going to get any coverage whatsoever. Right,
0: Is that okay? Can I just ask yeah.
4: about toilets?
3: Will yeah. we be able to use the toilets?
0: Yeah, we to are. Use, yeah. We are able to use the toilets, and um, there's like the signs say, no entry apart from toilets. So, so yeah, we're allowed to we're allowed to okay. use the bathrooms. Um, And Mm -hmm. equally, Mm -hmm. uh, there's no entry through those doors, apart from if you're a parent and you want to use the break room or to use the Mm -hmm. foyer. Um, That Mm -hmm. is going back out of the church through the doors that you normally come into. sure how clear that was.
4: Is there space um, that if your child is um, in a pushchair, that you can have that in with you?
6: Adam, no, not at the moment. But it's an interesting thought.
4: I mean, it's kind of. I mean, there are lots of empty
6: spaces between all the chairs, so in theory, yes. But I haven't thought about that.
3: I mean, if I wanted to put anyone on the floor to sleep, can I do that? Yeah.
6: Yeah.
3: I mean, Luca has That's cleaned a, that floor is lockdown, the floor. That is a really helpful question. Still, the floor.
1: Um, I was just thinking about Bethany, um, and I think if she's a, if we're able to strap her into something, then that would be helpful. Jenny, I'm I'm
4: thinking of bringing. I've got like a high chair seat that you can strap onto a normal chair, and I know that she's not here anymore. I know Susie's got one, so if you wanted to borrow, ours or hers, then that yeah, that's what I'm planning on doing
1: thank you yeah no we've got one too actually so i guess if we can have a seat for her then that would work we obviously would try her on laps but um she's not keen on sitting on our knees at the moment
0: great top tips um i think the principle if 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 we're not aiming for good behavior sorry we're not not aiming for good behavior but if, if our goal isn't teaching people to sit silently as the primary aim, but the aim is to teach our kids to engage in, with God's people worshipping God, um, then our primary tool is actually going to be to engage kids rather than distract kids. It's not that distraction is, ever, is going to never be an appropriate tool to use, but our primary tool is going to be to engage kids with what's going on. And I think the first, the basic and first thing, that the best thing we can do is to model everything that we would want for them. So, to listen attentively, to pray wholeheartedly, to confess truthfully, to engage with what's going on in the service, with heart mind body and soul and for them to see you do it and um, so much is learnt. Uh, all of us have things that we've just learnt from our parents uh, that we've just caught from them and this is a classic this way of engaging with god's people is a classic thing that is caught and passed on as they see mums and dads doing it because we are mums and dads are still by far and away the most influential people on our children and God has built it, built it that way. So for you guys to model what you desire to see in them, uh, is the best thing that you can do. Uh, The second top tip is prepare. And so this, and so there's just all sorts of things that we can do in terms of preparation. So I, I imagine, it's not so good with a 16 month old, but for kids that can understand what's going on, to sit down and have a conversation with them about Sunday. This is how it's gonna be different. This is why it's good that we're going. This is who we're gonna see. Isn't it gonna be exciting? This is what's gonna be hard. You're gonna to need to sit in, our, in your chair for the whole service. Um, We'll have a sheet for you to do. We'll bring some snaps along for you just to help them understand um, what's going on. Uh, To prepare by printing resources, by bringing uh, pens, by sorting out the snap or the pop-up high chair or whatever else. I think for for younger ones, a couple of really simple toys. I know I've said engagement above distraction, but a piece of paper and a pen, fine. A simple toy, a, a Bible book, so that if, you know, the thing that they're looking at is is, is still going to be about worshipping God, I, all of those things, I think, are tools to use. Um, if, if kids are going to draw, to encourage them to engage, to draw what's going on in the sermon, if that's possible. So if we're talking about the spirit, to draw the spirit, if that doesn't break the commandment. Um, how... Uh, also, to think about how things will go if they go wrong. So to think about um, if Joss uh, goes into a meltdown, what are we gonna do? So actually to have thought about it beforehand so we don't just panic to think, well, we're gonna get up, we're gonna walk out the doors, we're gonna turn left, and we're gonna take a seat, and that's what we're gonna do. And just to have gone through that beforehand helps us to know, to know what to expect. Um, during, top tips for during the service. Um, actually, I've got, sorry, I've got another one from before. And this is something that we don't do at Christchurch. We don't pass a collection bag around. I know I'm making work for Adam or other people. Um, but we do have that little box at the back of church. And I, I just wonder if now would be a, a good opportunity to give our kids something to engage with at church, which is just giving some of their money. I don't know if you do pocket money, and they might be too young if they're a bit bit older actually doing that and having a conversation with them and taking in their little envelope and it be a 10p that they get to put in the box actually that will be a really great way to engage them in what's going on um where does this money go dad um why why do you think this is important to, to have those conversations um, and that's another way of differently engaging in the service again obviously up to you um During the service, please feel free to talk to your kids during the service. Um, Whisper in their ear, ask them questions, um, engage them with what's going on. Uh, Get them to, So I think also our physicality with our kids can be really helpful. So if they're sat next to us, so just put an arm around them will help them engage with what's going on. Um, to follow along the words with your finger in front of them. It will help them. If they're old enough to look up the passage, get them looking up the passage beforehand in their Bibles. Get them excited about it. Um, When it's time to stand up to say something, stand them up on the chair if they're too little. Um, Get them doing what everyone else is doing. Encourage as much as you possibly can. There are going to be times where you'll have to say, that wasn't great. Or don't do that again. But to take every opportunity to encourage the good where we see it is so valuable. I'm so proud of you that you've got th- that through this service you've learned this about Jesus. I'm so encouraged that you prayed the Lord's Prayer today. I'm amazed that you know half the words by heart. Shall we learn the other half this week? Those sorts of things will they just we grow from being encouraged, don't we? We infuse about things when we get positive attention for them. So I think doing that as much as we can with our kids. Uh, being consistent in what we're doing. So obviously there'll be change over time, but um, one week one week it's fine to color, the next week it's not fine to color, the next week it's fine to color. It, it's, gonna, it's gonna be harder for kids to know what they're doing, so just consistency. Uh, and then patience. Patience with them and patience with yourselves. This is just really different to what they're used to. And so for these next few weeks, maybe for the next two months, they are going to be discombobulated by the whole thing. And that's okay. And as a church family, we are are going to be okay with it. As a church leadership team, we are excited about this opportunity. And we want to encourage you to be able to be patient with them and to be patient with yourself um we will all get things wrong but if you are intending to do this for the good of your children so that they might grow in love and trust in the lord give yourself a break you are doing You're doing the most important job in the world. Uh, And also, this is sort of a sideways thing. One of the reasons God gave you your children was to sanctify you. He gave you these children not just so that you would disciple them, but so he might use them to sanctify you, to grow you in patience and love and kindness. And and i find that helpful to remember when i'm about to not be patient or when i stop being patient and to remember actually let me say sorry let me go again uh, to try and grow in silence. on sunday evening the weirdest thing was the end when we tro- when we left it was like there's nick taylor walking across the road and i was like i want to I'll give you a hug, really. And I want to hang out. And I, well, I can't because you're going. And I, and it was, I went for a, a short walk with Matthew Jones up into that close and then back again. It was all a bit weird. Can I encourage you to not have that be how Sunday ends? Can you book up some people from your small group, friends, your kids' friends, um, someone that you wouldn't normally see? It doesn't really matter who. Book them up to go for a walk afterwards or to go for lunch or whatever. Because it is weird. And like, like Adam said, one of, the, one of the things that will be weird and that we do feel like we're missing as we gather at the moment is that interaction and the chance to speak God's words to each other, each other to build one another up in love. We feel like we, we are lacking that in the way that our, church, our services are structured. So can I encourage you to make up that missing part by... meeting up um, with someone directly afterwards and that's all of my tips which is good because I base I don't even know I think I look like a drug dealer so I'm just going to go turn the light on.
4: Nick I thought you had another tip you said something really good to me like yesterday in the garden over lunch oh yeah
0: no that is good it was in the prepare section and I just forgot about it so I imagine there are a whole bunch of kids, there have been kids like me, who have an outrageous amount of energy. And so the idea of sitting still for 45 minutes is basically a disaster waiting to happen. So what can we do to help with that? I wonder if we need to think about the way in which we get to church, which is gonna have an impact on all sorts of things, but cycling to church, or walking to church if we're close enough, or maybe parking halfway away and then walking slash running to church just so that those energetic boys and girls can get some of that out so that when they do sit down they are able to sit down rather than having not had yeah rather than not got any of that energy out louise thanks for remembering that idea that I had. that is all con all the content from me i've dropped all my bombs i've said anything good that i've got so I don't know if are there, do people, uh, any questions, any comments people want to make? Now I might send you, yeah, sorry, you speak if you want to.
4: I was just wondering when we might have to set off in order for Emily to cycle to church.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you into your breakout rooms. Um, just for a couple of minutes to do two things: uh, number one, to say what you think has been the most helpful thing, um, just as you've thought about this, you're going to do and number two, after everyone said something that's helpful, um, pray. And we'll come back together, and then we'll head off. So breakout rooms. Nick, were we
4: supposed to pray in our little groups or all together?
3: Little no groups.
4: Great. <laughs> we did that.
0: Good. Just. <laughs> um, <laughs> before we finish in prayer and then head off, um, again, just a massive thank you. But, do anyone have anything else they wanted to say or ask? Just last, last thing.
4: Sorry. I do kind of well, <laughs> I don't start it. For myself. Um, I just uh, imagine for people with older kids that a couple of weeks down the line their kids might um, pre leaving for church might kick off maybe because they know what's coming and they might know that it's going to be tricky. Um, in that situation, you don't have to have an answer now, Nick, because I'm just throwing this on you. Is there, like, a, a um, specific sort of line or conversation that you think might be helpful for those parents and kids to have just so the kids don't start negatively associating going to church with, like, have, having a difficult time?
0: Uh, the line is, it's the line that we're going to be using, babe. Um, is we (laughs) go to church and I I don't have a better line than that Um, there are going to be points down the road there might be points down the road when they're 14 or something at that sort of stage where that might become a more difficult line to play but I think that's that's the line Um, it's what we do as a family and Yeah, it sounds kind of too simple, but in a sense, it is that simple. Um, Rosemary Warboys is good on this. If you ever get a chance to ask Rosemary about it. Um, But her, what she did with her own granddaughter, and then when her next granddaughter, who's much younger than the first one, came along and and she asked, what should we do on Sundays to her first granddaughter? Her first granddaughter replied, we go to church, even though she's in her 20s. Um, because it's what it's what we do. Uh, so I, I do think that that is the that is the line to go for, even if it needs some arguing along the way. Yes.
1: And um, have you got any advice, or where do you draw the line roughly between trying to keep your child in and uh, yeah, and um, thinking about your neighbours actually trying to hear the sermon?
0: Like, where's that kind of... What advice would you say between... Yeah. Well, um, I basically... I, personally, I draw the line at kicking off. Um, I think a little bit of chatter, kids asking questions. Uh, I think that's... I think that's, you know, that's okay. Um, yeah, I'm... I'm I'm more comfortable with noise so it's yeah that's that's what where I feel if if someone's having a meltdown then take them up but if they're if they're not and they're not being intentionally disruptive well yeah
6: Nick, I guess my
0: yeah with the younger
6: ones as well Jenny.
1: Nick I guess my question is kind of similar to that in that um, like, uh, would you rather, Bethany We kept Bethany in for like five minutes, and then the rest of the service she was out. Than keeping on coming in and out, in and out, in and out.
0: Um. I'd, ra- I'd rather, if it's serving you, help Bethany ag- engage. I'd rather you in and out, and maybe that means we just prop the door open. But, all right. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I think I'd rather, I'd rather in and out. I, but yeah, that's, that's my, that's my feeling because that's you doing all, the best that you can to help her engage with what's going on with question. Okay. Thanks.
2: Mr Cook. Uh, yeah, quick practical question. In terms of storing chairs and
0: stuff, where should they be stored if the church centre is being used as an overflow? um i'm gonna we will have to have space to store them so it might just mean that we we have less seats as an overflow i would guess but adam adam will have a final word on that yeah
6: there will there will be some space i think not all because the center won't be used for kind of mingling and stuff afterwards so kind of the far end of it will be overflow and then we're going to probably put some screens up to kind of Separate it a little bit, so uh, the area around the bookstall and stuff can be used for push chairs and things. Um, so there will be some space. Cool.
0: Thank you. Let me leave us in a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for uh, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, for His blood shed that has turned us from people who are hostile with each other and hostile with you into people that belong to your family, that have been made part of your household, that are at peace with one another, not just at peace with one another, but belong to one another, that love one another. Lord, we ask that you might help us to love gathering as your church, even when it's hard. we pray, Lord, that our children the children that you have blessed us with might be taught to love belonging to your people might learn to love gathering with your people around your words to offer you praise and worship for all that you've done for them so please would you over the next few days give us great wisdom in knowing how to talk to our kids about this how to prepare well Uh, Please help um, stewards and Adam and others as they prepare for the service to think things through well so things might run as smoothly as possible. But above all, Lord, we ask that your spirit might be at work in our children, helping them to trust you always. Helping them to uh, love you and love your ways and if you've got other questions other feedback other ideas and um, do put them in an email or give me a phone and um, do yeah I'd, i i want to help as much as i possibly can thanks
1: thank you very much nick thank you
0: thank you,
4: thank you. Yeah. See you.